Hi, this is Amrita Sukumar and I am bringing to you this podcast called Unsettling. Look around you. Everyone is trying to create their own story. Make a tiny change in someone's life by just following their passion and in turn inspiring the others to follow suit. This podcast brings to you stories of people who have defied the definition of settled set by the society and have created their own. They have found happiness in their version of settled. We live in a country where the language changes every few kilometers and with it comes a new cultural flavor. Most of us are bilingual. Our next guest and unsettler expanded her horizons by learning numerous European languages. She is a professor and also a freelance Japanese language translator. To know more about her and her passion, please help me welcome Himali Adhav. Is it correct? Did I pronounce your surname correct? उट So how did you develop interest in learning new languages? I just love learning different languages. Maybe it is because I like to find out connections between different words. Uh okay. for example, if like yeah, there's there's this uh awesome example that you have that is pineapple. So in our language uh-huh. in Marathi it is called pine uh, ananas. Uh-huh. Okay. In German also it is called ananas. It is called ananas, correct? Yeah, and in many languages it is actually called something similar to ananas. Oh, so you finding the connections, finding the similarities. I went for oh. this Pune Film Film Festival, and uh-huh. uh, there was a Korean film festival actually in Pune. If you know. Um, yeah, I, I was there. I'm always there. So you were there. there. <laughs> festivals. Yeah. Oh my God! Such a small world. Ah, huh? I was there, and uh, yeah. So, uh, so I know a bit of South. I mean, South languages. I'm a Malayali. South Korean. Understand Tamil. Oh, okay, South languages. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But I understand Telugu and I understand Tamil, even though I can't speak. So I found that the Korean language is similar to Tamil. Exactly. So I was yeah. mind blown after a certain period of time. <laughs> I could like if I hear this language for a little more while. There are many uh, similarities between you know all of these, like not just Asian countries but European countries as well. But uh-huh. uh, this this is something which my grandmother used to say. She used uh-huh. to say that all of these people like we eat rice, right? Rice is quite common throughout right. Asia. Uh-huh. So rice eating people will be similar in the end. That's <laughs> what she used to say to me. I think that is true huh that is quite possible because since it's a staple food maybe the origin was the same somewhere somewhere the origin yeah. might have been the same you had mentioned that you learned a lot of languages so you know hindi marathi spanish german and then then you finally zeroed in on japanese and stuck to it so what is the story behind that i was uh, like i love all of these languages that i've learned Mm-hmm. but uh, i was floundering around a bit i was a bit confused that which one should i actually 
you know take yes yeah. i i dated german i dated spanish uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> i wanted to try something else okay so i've been watching uh, anime which is japanese animation which mm-hmm. is world famous yes from my childhood mm-hmm. so i felt that the time had come for japanese so i applied at the uh, foreign languages department in pune university and uh, well japanese stuck like i was uh, graduating at the same time it was my last year in college oh uh, when i had taken up japanese so uh, so like i used to study that obviously like mm-hmm. i uh, did uh, graduate with distinction okay. but my heart was somewhere else Hmm. that was japanese okay so it was a bit difficult to convince my parents that i am going to take uh, a language after computer science <laughs> and continue in a language i know it was it must have been really difficult to convince but then how did they finally come around yeah so uh, as usual like my elder sister she stepped in <laughs> okay. and uh, like she she uh, like she was like let her try let's see what she does okay. and uh, well begrudgingly my parents were like let's see and well i uh, i won a couple of contests like the speech okay. contest which is quite which is a quite prestigious thing mm-hmm. um then i aced all my uh, years at the university mm-hmm. uh no not the first one because uh, that, at that time i came the fourth i think okay. but uh, all the remaining 3 years i was the first like in the course okay, okay. Uh, then i went to japan for a one year course okay and uh, like even before going to that course i had started freelancing uh, mm-hmm. as a translator as an interpreter okay and uh, that kind of help my uh, show my parents that it's not going to be completely you know uh, yeah not going to be, be completely <laughs> yeah. yeah it will work something will work yes yes yeah, because that that's what uh, it translates right that people feel it's it's like a hobby chalo side mein seekh lo but then finding yeah. remuneration from this is the most difficult part and uh, so yeah. you you mentioned that you went to japan for one year so what did you do there you uh, taught students or were you working there uh, so basically this this is uh, a uh, it's kind of a language and culture course which okay. the japanese government offers <laughs> and uh, it's like you have to apply from your university you have to give exams you have to give uh-huh. interviews uh-huh. and if you're selected then you get placed in a japanese university for a year and you learn uh, different aspects like you know maybe linguistics maybe literature maybe japanese language teaching mind blowing this is something that i didn't know so this uh, this is something that you can apply online or they come to your university and let you know that this is something that you can do Uh, it usually keeps on uh, changing but i think okay. they have all of the details on the uh, website of the japanese embassy in mumbai for our zone okay so anybody can go apply so even if i am learning japanese 
and um, okay. i have reached a certain level i b- what is the level that i'll have to reach before applying is there any specification so basically uh, see uh, they keep on changing their rules like okay. there may be some change but mm-hmm. mostly it has to be i think n3 which is uh, the third level third level okay and it depends on the course some courses need the university to recommend you mm-hmm. and some courses need the embassy to recommend so there there is a lot of procedure involved but obviously you can always try okay i will maybe i i, do, I don't think i will be learning any more languages i am done with the languages that i already know i i feel that i'm not so comfortable talking in most of them that i already know so i think i'll fine tune them first before i delve into japanese but anybody who is listening and wants to um go to japan and learn more about it this is what you have to do so hopefully we've given the listeners something a tidbit that they can follow up so can you teach me a few lines in japanese i would like to learn something interesting wow sure <laughs> yay <laughs> okay let me try right. i hope i pronounce it right <laughs> yeah so what i'll do is uh, uh, i i i know this word you must have heard already uh, sayonara Yeah, sayonara. Song, Bye, right? Yeah, sayonara. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly that one. Okay. So, so the, the meaning of sayonara is just a bit different. Uh, it's it's uh, it's it's not like you know see you soon. Uh-huh. It's more like I don't know when I'll see you again. Oh. It's more of a you know goodbye forever kind of a thing. Oh my god. Okay, the song was completely wrong then. <laughs> Why was she saying "Aungi me fir kal"? <laughs> not completely see what happens okay. is uh, e- even if like i i have met you today and uh, okay. like i don't know <laughs> okay you you don't know when you're going to meet me next oh uh, like that oh that's what sayonara means so sayonara so i can use sayonara okay uh, anything else that i can learn uh, i think you know this word already uh, kawaii the cute no. culture of japan This is new for me. Okay, what is what was that again? Kawaii. 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 What does that mean? Kawaii means cute. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, so I'm Kawaii. I didn't know that. Amrita San Kawaii. <laughs> so a Kawaii sounds more like you know you are edible. You know if you. kind of use no i'm not like that it's not like that <laughs> <laughs> because you mentioned that there is connection between devanagari and other cultures so i was just trying to connect but okay <laughs> <laughs> that's what students do oh my god <laughs> that's what students keep on doing in the class <laughs> okay okay so kawaii is cute sayonara is see you soon maybe i mean yeah. see you when i see you yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh, sayonara is kind of goodbye. Yeah. I don't know when I will meet you again. Yeah, yeah. See you when I see you. I'll see you when I see you. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. So I'll use these. I'll just tell people that I'm kawaii. That is, I'm edible. And uh, so, sorry, it's I'm cute. <laughs> and also sayonara. Uh, but it's not sayonara for you people because we are going to continue with the next question. First question that comes to my mind is: uh, I have seen the Japanese letter. and it is very confusing right when you look at it the kind of it's almost hieroglyphs it's like a 
uh, cave painting thing that you had seen in those you know history books hieroglyphs. so hieroglyphs so how difficult was it for you to learn it and master it in the first place yeah so basically uh, in the beginning it is a bit difficult because you know uh, you don't know a lot of kanjis all you know is some basic kanjis so that is a bit difficult but there are a few things uh, there is there is a lot of logic behind these kanjis as well and uh, once you get the hang of it you will be you know you'll be ever thirsty for learning more kanjis so i think the stories uh the logic behind it mm-hmm. that helped me you know understand kanji's better slowly okay so there's a story behind every alphabet is what you're saying is is it called an alphabet or it's it's called kanji oh uh, no japanese has two uh, other scripts and the third one is kanji okay so there are three scripts in total in japanese yeah yes okay and uh-huh. when you're looking at a japanese passage Mm-hmm. then you'll see all of these three scripts together okay so how many scripts you had to learn all three scripts you have to learn all three scripts if you want to uh okay. if you want to learn japanese yes you have to learn oh all my god okay so it's highly confusing <laughs> it's not that difficult no <laughs> it's not that no. difficult i will trust you because i have not learned the language so i'm just going to trust you and go with your gut and i i am just going to assume that it's a very easy language to learn so how much time did it take for you to master the language mm so i won't say so, i am a master even now okay. because uh because there's always something more that you can learn from any language your even your own even any language that you are really comfortable with so uh for me to get uh working level efficiency uh it took me 3 to 4 years okay 4 years and then yeah okay because uh see what happens is it's not just about being able to read it or being able to understand it language is also about how you can speak it okay. and how you understand it from the person who's speaking with you okay so it took you almost 3 to 4 years 3 to 4 years okay okay so well it's it's a long term investment if you want to learn la- learn the language and become really efficient in it and um, <laughs> so what is the thing that you love the most about japanese culture apart from kanji okay you you got that yeah okay <laughs> uh, so there's one more thing that i love about the japanese mm-hmm. and that is their attention to details okay so you know you'll uh, like you'll i'll give you an example so there's there are these manhole covers right sewage covers that right, we have right. in all cities mm-hmm. so uh, in almost all countries except japan these uh, sewage covers will have a standard pattern to them right of the company of the sewage right. company correct and it will have symbols stating what is uh, there underneath yeah exactly correct so obviously in japan it will have those uh, like the technical symbols also mm-hmm. because that's their function right mm-hmm. uh, but they uh, like 
all these manhole covers in japan they have motifs related to the culture of that particular city culture of that particular area okay something which i like i collected uh, over 18 manhole covers what 18 18 okay. yeah okay. I, the pictures pictures, pictures. Of, thank god i thought you just stole manhole covers and ran away no, no. <laughs> i didn't do that <laughs> it won't come off प्रॉब्लम <laughs> No, so I didn't. Uh, I didn't either. I just uh, took pictures. Okay. So, yeah, but I I love this. Like you, you're looking. Like you're just walking down the road, and you spot something colorful, which mm-hmm. is a manhole cover. Mm-hmm. And looking at that, you can understand what this city is all about. I will. I, I love this. that about. I will have to Google. Yes, manhole covers. Japanese manhole covers. Yes, I will do that. I would like to encourage all the listeners to please Google it as well. <laughs> It's very interesting. Yes, yes. Please do, and please don't run away with them. You can print them out and uh, use it on your T-shirts if you wish. Um, but then you. Also- I don't know. I I don't know about the legality of that. Okay, so don't do that as well. Don't do that as well. Don't print it on your T-shirts. <laughs> Forget I said that. <laughs> okay, Himali. We also. Uh, you had also mentioned something called haiku when we were discussing. So can you tell the listeners more about that? So haiku is basically a Japanese poetry form, short poetry mm-hmm. form mm-hmm. where uh, you're supposed to use only 17 syllables. Okay. 17 syllables, right? Yeah, only 17 okay. syllables. Mm-hmm. And it has to have uh, like there are different types of haiku, but uh, 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 uh like mostly haikus will have a nature related word. a season related word in it mm-hmm. mostly okay so you have to create poetry out of 17 syllables do you know anything uh, off the tip of your tongue right now which you can share matsuo basho is a very famous haiku poet of japan mm-hmm. like i'm a big fan of his because most of his poetry is related to nature yeah so basically matsuo basho uh, he uh, went to the northeast of japan mm-hmm. he went walking Okay. And uh, like every place he stopped, he made a haiku there. Okay. And uh, all of those haiku are very, very, uh, you know, yeah. And haiku is usually open to interpretation. Like, um, depends. I mean, what the haiku poet has written, mm. you can interpret something completely different. Okay. Done. So let me see what I interpret. Just so this is basically five seven five. There have to be five syllables in the first line, seven mm-hmm. syllables in the second one, and five mm-hmm. in the end. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there is one more here, uh, one here of his, uh, which I uh, remembered right now. Mm-hmm. So the meaning is, even a thatched hut mm-hmm. may change with a new owner into a doll's house. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> so right. basically. Uh, 
yeah so everyone can take a different interpretation from this yeah i completely understand like you know when when i heard this what i thought of was maybe everyone has different yeah. perspectives so it is quite possible that people can look at positive things when everything is going south or there can be people who yeah. look at the thing negatively even you know when everything is blossoming so it completely is open yeah. to interpretation open to perspectives everyone has different ones and um, well that's that's the beauty of life right that is the beauty of having humans around okay. everyone looks at things differently so thank you for sharing that that was quite interesting so then um how how is it how do you feel when you're teaching the language uh, to people and uh, interacting with them how was how was your experience in teaching and translation yes so um first of all i love being a student so okay. for me uh, the atmosphere of a of a university or like teaching is a very you know it's something i love i hold close to my heart so i love teaching and what i like most about it is it kept it always keeps me fresh and uh, like when i'm teaching students i find out that they have their own way of studying they have their own way of uh, you know uh, understanding things that i understood in a different way altogether uh-huh. so i like this you know discovering new things new ways of approaching the same thing mm. and uh, doing what language is supposed to be doing communicating right. so i i love that about teaching okay i i guess so because when you teach one you learn one it is revision because uh, you have to go yeah. back to what you have learned to teach them and secondly as you said that everything is new right every person looks as according to the haiku everything has a new perspective so the way people might look at a lesson is completely different from what you teach and that gives you new perspective so how how did you learn the language considering the fact that there is hardly anyone in our surroundings who speaks the tongue yeah oh yes so in the beginning all we had was our classroom right so like right. the course that you were enrolled in uh Japanese you speak only inside the classroom mm. and like uh, though the courses are you know made in such a way that even outside the classroom they encourage us to keep on speaking Japanese with our friends mm. our classmates mm. so that that is a very good spoken practice that we do have in all the courses okay and uh, these days uh, many people have also started spoken practice classes okay. so So that But, uh, yeah that is one other way of doing it mm-hmm. what i did was i uh, used to watch dramas okay with subtitles <laughs> subtitles is cheating yeah subtitles is cheating because you know what the what the meaning is yeah but you know it helps a lot when you're learning when you don't it know does. a lot it does it does then subtitles help a lot I agree. I was just pulling your leg. I completely agree with you. <laughs> okay, so you used to watch a lot of dramas with subtitles, and you used to talk to a lot of uh, friends who were in the same classroom. So that helped you a lot in learning the language. So, what is the scope of working as a freelancer, and how did you get in touch with clients initially? It is a bit difficult to find clients, which is uh, the case with freelancing everywhere, I guess, not just yes. for languages. Mm-hmm. 
so what i relied on in the beginning was word of mouth okay uh, after that i used linkedin okay you like, used linkedin i updated my profile mm-hmm. yeah i started reaching out to people on my own like messaging them visiting them if possible mm-hmm. and that is how you got in touch okay some of my own teachers and seniors also helped me as well the word of yes okay so just in case if somebody wants to start out like for example if i want to start out as a freelancer um, the best way would be to cre- create a linkedin profile and also let other people know that i am in the business so that if for ex- if by chance something comes along i get to know about it do you have to create a profile somewhere you know so that people can get in touch with you easily apart from linkedin do you have a profile like a small website where you have done little bit of translations and people know that this is something that you do uh okay so you want to see my work if possible yeah. right if uh, yeah if i'm getting in touch with you as a new person as a new client mm if you're getting in touch with me as a client mm mm-hmm. Okay so on LinkedIn obviously okay uh um I don't think anywhere else Achai, on my resume have, you don't have it no i i haven't put it anywhere else no, no i have okay so assuming that i'm a client and i will get in touch with you for some freelancing project so and i tell yeah. you can you send me um you know where can i see your work so you just send me previous links of whatever you've done which is online yeah or mostly uh, they send me a sample and Achha. i have to translate their sample for them because they are different domains okay. so that helps so send me a sample yeah. i'll give them and if they are happy with the sample then they give me the offer okay interesting so then anybody who wants to do freelancing that's the way to do it um so is there yeah. anything that you do every day to stay relevant in this ever changing market to keep on learning and keep on becoming better in the language mm yes because staying updated is kind of like the you know necessity of the time mm-hmm. so uh i keep on updating myself with you know whatever technology is being used for um, translation these days mm-hmm. machine translation okay. is in quite a boom these mm-hmm. days so i uh, make sure that i can do use some certain machine translation softwares as well mm-hmm. um then um yeah this this thing happened uh, just recently last to last month mm-hmm. so there was a requirement for transcription right. now transcription is a bit different than translation mm-hmm. it's basically like i'll listen to a video mm-hmm. or i listen to a live conversation mm-hmm. i will note down whatever has been said i'll translate that to japanese or vice versa okay and the end product is what i've translated correct so i had never done this before but um like a few uh, i uh, did a few tiny assignments related to tra- related to transcription and because of that now uh, i'm doing uh one assignment fortnightly one transcription assignment fortnightly oh my god that's very difficult Just actually I, yeah because i i hadn't done it before but i wanted to so i approached these people and i told them that uh can you please send me samples at least and 
if you people are okay with it then i will continue oh my god because i i did try transcription once i mean i didn't do it uh, i just wanted to see what it is so i just tried it once so one it is very important to know what they are saying sometimes it's very difficult and it's inaudible so first you have to listen to what yeah. they are saying then type it out and then finally you know give them the end result that oh this is how it sounds plus you have to make sure that the grammar is right because when we are speaking sometimes we tend to you know make grammatical mistakes uh, because we are not that good yeah, yeah, so that is not allowed in transcription <laughs> so you have to make sure that whatever yeah. is being said is transcribed right grammatically correct and readable for the audience so that's a difficult task kudos to you that you're doing it yeah kudos to you. i i have one um, app i don't know whether it is useful for you it is called live transcribe i don't know whether you're using it so live transcribe yeah it's an app it's an app on the phone and you can you just have to keep the phone next to the speaker with, with from wherever the sound is coming and it just transcribes yeah there is of course a lot of grammatical mistakes i mean of course you know the there are flaws it's a machine after all even humans are imperfect <laughs> so of course there is there is some kind of imperfection in the hearing of the app so there might be certain details that it doesn't hear right and uh, it transcribes it in a very funny way which is fun to read later on <laughs> but that you can edit that's the best part yeah that's the best part you read it it's the interpretation is really funny uh but then yeah. it's good it's something that you can use and something if anybody's yeah. transcribing they can also use because i tried it <laughs> yeah. himali i would like to ask you any message that you would like to give people who want to learn a foreign language and what is the scope and everything many people ask me about the scope of you know this language or that language what is the scope of this language taking this language will it be helpful so uh, like i uh, like i understand where this is coming from Uh, you want to be sure that what you're investing is getting returns correct so that's correct that's completely understandable but uh, the thing is uh, scopes of different languages may keep on changing you know depending upon the political scenario the you know international relations etc so the scope keeps on changing if you ask me instead of uh, focusing on you know which language has more scope hmm. what students should focus on is which language can you really get good at which language can you master correct which language are you you know ready to put all your efforts into because your prospects your career prospects or your language skill it's going to be directly proportional to your interest in that language and how much you invest into it it's not going to be like you know this language this language is easy that language is difficult you take this language and everything will be settled <laughs> so that's not how it works you have to check if it, it if it's working for you or you have to decide to yourself that i'm going to make it work mm. so it's like that if you ask me okay so then basically an interest in the language is very important if you have an interest in the language only then can you move forward in that subject because if you just choose the language based on you know what is the market trend then the trends keep on changing there's nothing that is constant change is the only thing that is constant so uh, yeah. interest is something that will last long outlast the change 
so it's better to be interested in the language yeah. than you know choose something that is trending yes agreed himali for sure so uh, himali i am coming to the final question of the podcast it is called what is your definition of settled <laughs> what does settled yeah. mean to you oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know that's the most difficult question of all <laughs> like getting settled is something that you're going to hear a lot you know Correct. if you're after if you're over 25 everyone's going to ask you when yes. are you going to get settled <laughs> but like if you ask me uh, no one knows what being settled is for someone else hmm. everyone will have a different definition for that okay. if you ask me hmm. uh, i think being settled is you know being able to take care of your own problems whatever they are mm-hmm. then um you know being able to help your near and dear ones mm-hmm. mm, keeping your career your goals on track okay and mm, basically not settling for anything <laughs> just because it's there <laughs> but you know having this interest thing interest is very important thank you thank you himali i think uh, our listeners will take out take away a lot from this and thank you so much for sharing your journey thank you for talking about japanese and your interest and how uh, unsettled you were before choosing this language and thank you your, thank you for sharing your journey of unsettling with me yes thanks a lot amrita i i i loved this because you know it helped me understand my thoughts better as well so thanks <laughs> yes it does because you retrospect and then that is how you come to the conclusion that hey this is what my journey was so far and that's a good thing to be good place to be to know your journey know where you come from and where you're headed towards so thank you so much for doing this and uh, is there any place where people can get in touch with you just in case they want to know more about the language or want to learn japanese from you yes so i am on facebook as uh, himali adhav mm-hmm. uh i'm i'm on instagram with the same name okay and obviously on linkedin okay so these are the three places where you can get in touch with her and if you wish i will be adding the yeah. links in the description so that anybody who wishes to talk to her and learn more about her or the language you can definitely get in touch with her so thank you so much himali for doing this with me thank you thanks a lot amrita hi if you can hear this that means you have reached the end of the episode so like share subscribe follow stay tuned to unsettling and if you want to get in touch with me you can always reach out to me on my instagram page amritasukumar_unsettling or send me an email on podcast.unsettling.as@gmail.com hope to hear from you soon Bye